So here we go, welcome to my Camino on a treadmill, day 23. It is it's Monday morning, 7.30 a.m. Uh, I've actually done three of my days in a row. One hour equals one day for my podcast. Doing three in a row because my cat Bobby woke me up at 4 a.m. And I missed a few days. I think that's what Bobby was trying to tell me. Also, the cat's food bowl was empty. That may have been a factor. Here we go. Another peregrino, another pilgrim in front of BK. He's confidently overtaking Buen Camino and taking pole position. So this is my third Camino this morning. My third hour. Actually, the, the second and third hour aren't full hours. So. Anyway, what have I got here? I got like uh, 4.48. Yeah, I got about 15 minutes or something to do. Okay. So, and then I will have a shower and work. Don't know how tired I'm going to be this afternoon, but certainly getting up and walking 10 to 12 kilometers. Yeah, it's pretty good. Maybe I'll make a habit of it. I would certainly get through this Camino a lot quicker doing it that way. We'll see. On the other hand, you know, if I can't do it every day, then I make up by doing this. Going with the flow. I did not plan this. But I realized when I woke up at four, when Bobby, my cat, woke me up, I should say. I know what happens. I try to get back to sleep and then I'm awake until seven or eight and then I fall asleep again and then up for work and yeah, tired. Feeling a bit tired now. I was running out of things to say in the last episode. Not doing much better now. I had a break, I had breakfast. It feels like a real Camino where you walk and then stop, have something to eat and continue. So I had coffee and muesli. Mm. And uh, I can see the sun coming up in my back garden here in Galway. And uh, of course, my two cats are up on my bed resting now after exerting themselves by getting up to eat. And yeah, back to bed easy for them. Muggins here has to walk three hours of a Camino, plus do a full day's work, somehow and somehow find room to write this epic novel that my regular listeners will know all about. So writing's going okay. I'm managing to do a little bit each day. That's the main thing. The worst thing for me is if I go like three days or something where I just get blocked and can't write at all. So try not to let that happen this time. I'm at four kilometers an hour. I might just stick with that. I'll put my incline at one. I'll have a quick look at my list. Or will I just try and talk about gratitude? It's a good one though. But I know like, if you're at a certain point in your life where everything feels like it's just going to crap, 
the last thing you want to hear is somebody talking about gratitude. And you can reach a point in your head, in your psyche, that is really is hell, you know? And when you're in that place, I imagine we've all been there. I certainly have. It's not always related uh, uh, to what's going on in your life. It's not always, uh, what's the word? Um, I'm sorry, I'm losing my grasp of English. Depends, some people go through hell from really bad things happening. And then sometimes we go through hell from a screwed up perspective. So, but if you're in that place, someone talking to you about gratitude, you might feel like just punching them. Um, it's probably a good thing to practice, obviously, when you're feeling good, but if you're feeling kind of flat, like, with this whole lockdown thing, I think a lot of people are having flat days. One day runs into the other. Maybe that's the time to practice gratitude. As I said, I, I tend not to do gratitude lists. I'm too lazy for that. But I just seem to have entered a space of gratitude in my life, so I'm kind of keeping my awareness on that. And I'm grateful for the gratitude. <laughs> You know, I don't want to come over too kind of soppy and too kind of Californian here. I am, after all, Irish, and uh, we don't do things like that around here. We don't do no uh, gratitude, these parts. Anyway. BK is walking on a nice, well, a dusty path. And there's a kind of dusty, dry field with dried out grass to his right and to his left, kind of. Looks kind of nice, though, in its own way. Arid land. I'm looking on the small screen here with the sad lamp on top of the phone, so, above the phone. So, I'm not, uh, I, I look at through a lens darkly then, then we shall see in full. Name the, um, now we see through a lens darkly, then we shall see in full. Name the uh, Bible excerpt. Anyone? Anyone? First Corinthians, correct? That famous letter, Paul to the Corinthians. I heard them talking about it on Radio 4 BBC yesterday, Sunday. That lovely show, Something Understood. Presented yesterday by John, John McCarthy, former hostage, who was taken captive with um, Brian Keenan from Northern Ireland. And Terry Waite, is it or Waits? Terry Waite, ended up with them at some stage. He went over, he was from the Church of England. He went over to negotiate, I think, and also got kidnapped. So John McCarthy was quoting the episode of Something Understood was based on that um, particular passage and the bit about love, faith, hope, and love. Um, it was good, though, and he had his own perspective on things after being a hostage. 
It's one of those ones, I, that program is on early in the morning, so when I hear it, I'm usually half awake, half asleep, but definitely stayed awake for it all. But if you ask me to repeat it, um, I don't know. I just remember, yeah, it was quoting from that famous kind of reading. So what I'm saying is now I'm looking through it last darkly. Uh, when I'm editing it, I'll see it in full. Then we shall see in full. Yeah. Hopefully. So, some more pilgrims ahead. BK making good pace here. Uh, I'll go up to 4.2, why not? Let's go nuts. Some water. Gratitude. Uh, nothing more to say on it. I do like to remind myself of it every so often, though. Okay, let's see. I have a note. What is sanity? <laughs> well, that's a big one. Let's save that for another day. I have another note, my life, with my in quotes. I guess, you know what, I'm going back down to four because, and I'm actually going to zero incline because I'll think better if I'm going slower. And I've got enough heart points for today anyway. Um, oh, brain freeze. Let's see, where was I? My life, people talk about my life all the time. It's an interesting one and it's, we're brought up to think of it as my life. And hola, buen camino. When you think of it like that, it's, um, I wonder do they think about that in all cultures or is it a particularly Western thing? But it's not like I chose to be born. So uh, I'm not making a good argument here. Where, where am I going with this? I just know when we think about my life, my this, my that, um, then you're into that whole comparison thing, which as we've quoted before, could, could be the, seen as the enemy of peace or something um, so uh, <laughs> wow I'm struggling here to form a sentence let alone sound deep and meaningful there was an example where I came across it when can we know I can hear talking what language are they speaking let's have a listen here hmm Can't make it out. We're overtaking them anyway. Hola. Buen Camino. Okay. BK is a man on a mission. I like that. I like his style. So uh, I remember back to my life. Where am I going with it? I think it was after watching the Oprah interview with them. Um, yes, I watched it. Harry and Meghan. Oprah's good at that whole 
thing. Well, Americans are very good at that whole me, me, me thing. I, I don't mean to be derogatory, and no, I think Oprah's a great interviewer, but. And that whole Meghan, Harry thing, I find it interesting to look at from a distance, just in terms of sort of personalities and royalty versus celebrity and that whole kind of thing. Um, what language am I hearing here? I think it's English, I'm not sure. Um, but I, when I watch interviews like that, no matter who they are, even rich, famous, whatever, I can feel for them. Sometimes I wonder, are they acting a bit? But also, it's just like we are trained to expect so much from our lives and to dis be disappointed if we don't get it. And this comes down to the whole my thinking of it as my life. And of course, this great book I mentioned before called A Year to Live, where the author suggests we live this year as if it's our last and really come alive. He talks in it about when you feel pain, physical or otherwise, physical, emotional, spiritual, whatever. We're going through a kind of leafy bit now, nice bit of shade. And over a sort of, is it a bridge? There's a kind of um, wooden handrail thing. Looks kind of cute. Um, where was I? He talks about when you feel pain, if you think of it as their pain rather than my pain, sometimes it's easier to handle. And I've certainly found that, certainly with them. I'm not great on physical pain. Oh man, I really have such a low threshold for that. But um, kind of the psychic pain or the uh, emotional pain, which I sometimes, I can feel and I can't even put a finger on it. But it's just there. But when I imagine that as their pain, the pain of living, and of course there's joy in living too, but you, you have to kind of incorporate the pain into the joy. When I think of it as that, as something bigger than me that, that I, sh I share with others, I do find it easier, definitely. Um, and that is sort of, Oh, it's nice shady tunnels he's going through now. I love this. Except for it's got graffiti, but anyway. And of course, we got the afterlife effect in the distance. The glowing white light. So, uh, I do find that helps a lot. So that's not thinking, when it's not my pain, it's their pain. It's not, not my life, it's life. It's not like I went to a shop and bought this life. Okay, you can say I was given it, but I don't know. We're all going through this mysterious thing called life together at different times and at the same time. And um, they say they don't understand consciousness, exactly what it is. I, I can't even understand that sentence, let alone explain it. Um, but... I remember I was visiting Glenstall Abbey, the monastery where I stay sometimes in Limerick, but actually I'd been to Tipperary following a lead on a documentary I was interested in making and um, based on a newspaper story 
and I'd been doing research and talking to certain people involved, and then it seems the journalist who wrote the original story, who had disappeared for years, suddenly got back in the scene and had her own filmmaker involved, and they it gazumped me, is that the word? I don't know. You know, the film never got made anyway, but they got some funding and whatever. But I was, I was just feeling down, you know? I suppose I spent, I spent a lot of my life trying to kind of find my voice, make my mark, do something creative, put myself out there in the world. And struggled with that a lot. This book I'm doing seems to be... See, that's working. It's, it's moving. And it's my own thing, and I don't have to deal with... I'm working with an editor to help me just get through it, but at the moment I don't have to deal with any kind of, you know, money people or whatever, which is good. Um, so I can just focus on what is the story I'm trying to tell. And doing this Camino I enjoy because, yeah, I have... I'm doing it for myself. And I would love if somebody, anybody, like listen to bits of it and either made them smile or made them feel connected in some way to me or to others. Who knows? Um, but yeah, this my life thing. I So I, I'd had a bad day, yeah. Nothing working out in the material world for me, in the world of, you know, ambition and trying to be somebody and all that kind of stuff. Stopped off at the um, Glenstall Monastery. And Christopher, the guest master there, Father Christopher, a lovely man, um, he gave me some food. Either. I wasn't there at dinner time, but there were some leftovers. He gave me some food, and it was just nice to me. I think it was him I was talking to where I said, it was either him or another brother, but I said, um, something about how is your life or whatever. Actually, I can't remember the reply, but I think it was like, well, life is good. I, I, I don't think he embraced the whole my life thing. I can't remember the exact terminology, but I think that was a moment where I realized, yeah, it's life, it's a mystery. Buen Camino, we're going over a bridge now. Um, it's a mystery, no matter how much they delve into the science of it, and then we're into quantum physics, and all that crazy, fascinating stuff. But at some level, surely it can never all be explained by science. Where we come from, where matter came from, what was there before, was there ever nothing? Can, can there even be such a thing as nothing? But then there's like multiverses and that's ah, well. Like the science is fascinating. I'm not one of these anti-science guys. I'm just, I don't believe that science can answer everything. And I also, I was going to say, I like to li live my life in a metaphysical way. Oh, there's a pretentious statement already for you. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. But life can be experienced. The mystery can be experienced by the right brain, and it's the left brain that 
does all the logical stuff. They're both great. I just think too much of one of the other isn't possible. One over the other maybe isn't. It can be out of balance. I think, who am I to say? I'm just a simple man with a treadmill and two cats <laughs> and a sad lamp. Okay, here we go, past the cottage on our right. Dusty laneway opening up in front of us. Blue sky, a few trickles of clouds, nothing major. Very nice, probably quite warm. Speaking of, let's put my fan on here, okay. And I have about 36 minutes to go, oh God. My life, their life, my pain, their pain. Take some water here. Try that pain one next time you feel physical or emotional pain. Think of it as that pain, like almost like you're walking through pain. Valley of, what do they call that? The Valley of Tears. Salve Regina, that's on my notes. I remember in a lot of the pilgrim masses when I would stop and go to them, they usually at the end sang the Salve Regina, which I rarely have heard in Ireland. Although I gather it's the same as that prayer, Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, Hail our lives of sweetness and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this veil of tears. What's the next bit? Turn then, most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. I love, um, I know it sounds a bit grim, but veil of tears and all that, but that's when I talk about walking through the pain that's there. I love that line though, turn then, most gracious, most gracious advocate, most grateful advocate, gracious, I think, advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. Uh, forget the next bit, but the song, so they sing that, but I think that is called the Salve Regina. And then, but in Spain, they were singing it in, is it Latin or Spanish? Salve Regina. Da, 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 da. da, 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 da. I used to love that for some reason. And every mass they sung it afterwards, I think. And uh, there was one mass I was at where they needed someone to read the bits in English. I don't know, was it a mass or some ceremony anyway? And I, I had to read some bits out. Other people read in different languages. Of course, the performer and me loved it. And then uh, <laughs> the former altar boy and me loved it. I I have altar boy anecdotes on the list. Like the time myself and my brother and the other altar boys all started laughing. I don't think I've told that yet. I think I might have started it. Maybe I can tell that today, but that's... What language do they speak in Spanish, I think? Uh, uh, anyway. Um, Where was I? Salve Regina. La, 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 la. 
la 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 You know what I absolutely love? I'll come Emmanuel. Um, and I've, the version I'm most familiar with is the Bell and Sebastian version, the, the group. The, are they Scottish? Are they speaking um, English there? Anyway, Bell and Sebastian, are they Scottish or English? Let's call them British. They have that beautiful version of O Come Emmanuel. I'm not going to try and sing it here. Oh, such a beautiful melody. Oh, come, oh, come. No, I can't remember even how it goes. La, 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 la. Unto the king of Israel, rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to thee. Something like that. Oh, look it up right now. Well, no, after the podcast, of course. Bell and Sebastian. Oh, come Emmanuel. Oh, I had that on a loop once. I was going for a walk, listening to that on a loop. So beautiful. And I remember going into a church in Paris. And I don't think it was Notre Dame, but it was a nice old church and they were singing that. It was so beautiful. Um, that, Salve Regina. Yeah, I remember going to the Pilgrim's Masses, and because they were in Spanish, I suppose it just felt different or more mysterious, and maybe that's what people got from Latin Mass. Joseph Campbell, the the uh, writer who would have talked a lot about mythology, I believe had an opinion that the Latin Mass was a better way maybe to connect with the mystery. And uh, whatever. Whatever works for you, I guess, though. Okay, I'll put my level, my incline up to one. So, uh, anyway, you know what? I'll put my speed up to 4.2. Let's mix things up a little. And look, we're already overtaking this guy because I put my speed up. You see that? Pole position. Anyway. So, let's get some more water into me. Yeah, I need to hydrate. <sighs> Everyone's into hydrating these days. I need to hydrate and lactate and uh, pontificate. But you can't pontificate if you don't hydrate. So, I'm hoping I don't lactate. That would, uh, it's not really on the agenda. We had a dog, boxer dog, a female who had, um, what do they call it? Phantom pregnancy, I think. We started lactating, but she didn't have puppies. She was highly strung, as are a lot of boxers. They're lovely dogs, though. My favorite dogs, I love boxers. I really love beagles. I don't have much experience of them. You don't see them a lot in Ireland. But, oh God, they're a beautiful dog. Basset hounds, which is kind of half beagle, half blood dog, bloodhound. My cousins had a basset hound. Um, so, sorry, there's beagle, yeah, yeah, beagle would be in basset hound. Nice hunting dog. 
I think hunting dogs are trouble though, if, if I think they can be hassle. But really, mongrel dogs are healthier. All that breeding isn't good for them. I mean, boxers have a short life because the snout is so short from the breeding that they uh, don't get enough oxygen, which is kind of sad. Don't get many pedigree cats in Ireland that I know of. I mean, mine are just black and white. They're not particularly a pedigree. They're so cute, though. They're both up in my bed there now. Little Bessie beside Bobby. She loves Bobby. That's what it looks like to me. She adores Bobby, and Bobby tolerates her. I think they're different. When I'm not around, I think they're okay. I think it's just it gets a bit competitive when I'm around. I mean, Bobby, if he sees me giving Bessie attention, he gives me the evil eye and then he runs away sometimes in a sulk. Which is kind of unfair. I mean, Bobby, like both Bessie and I love Bobby, so he should kind of relax a little, you know? He's, um, so what if I give a little attention to Bessie? He's, both are number one, numbers, number ones, whatever. Getting all mixed up in my grammar there. So, uh, how long have I left? 28, oh my God. About 27 minutes, but no, there'll be stuff at the end of this, which is just a map. I don't need to talk for that. So, uh, let's go back down to four. Oh, incline down to zero. So yeah, at the end of my show, my Camino on a Treadmill show, in starting in the West End, then Broadway, on Broadway, not off, as we've already stressed, I will uh, sing, play and sing Shark Dressed Man by ZZ Top. There you go. You heard it here first. I've put it out there. I can't go back. If we build it, they, they will come. Field of dreams. If I do the whole Camino on a treadmill, the Broadway slash West End audience will come. You heard it here first. So, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Now, my life, I can't get any more out of that. Interesting concept though. The less you think of it as my life and more as life, something we're all going through together, I find that a bit easier. And that doesn't make it a comparison thing. It's like, no, we're all going through it. The ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, the whole shebang. Okay, let's look at my notes. What is sanity? Haven't a clue. There's that one answered. <laughs> I'm the wrong guy to ask about that. Um, I have a note here, a religion of dishwashers and robot vacuum cleaners. I'm not sure what that's about. I suppose if I was to set up a religion, like a kind of Scientology type thing, I wouldn't mess around with aliens and stuff. I'd have, the false gods I would have would be dishwashers and robot vacuum cleaners, because as false gods go, like, they 
uh, for me, rock it a lot better than, say, a golden lamb or something. If I had a golden lamb, I'd be like, eh, it's not much use. You could sell it. But, like, I think you could definitely worship dishwasher and dishwashers and uh, robot vacuum cleaners. I have one of each, and they're the closest thing to God in my sort of material life. But this God entity that I sort of imagine or that I converse with in my heart is, uh, yeah, isn't great at washing dishes or vacuuming floors, that's for sure. I mean, I'm open to it if he, she wants to sort that out for me. But then God made the people who invented dishwashers and robot vacuum cleaners, so you know. Yeah, all comes back to God. Let's move on swiftly. Um, oh, I just made a note, I, yeah. I was reading something on the New York Times or something about this whole filibuster thing. They said, anybody who wants to stall the Senate by staging a filibuster should actually have to keep talking. I thought they did have to keep talking, but apparently now they don't. So filibuster is where you keep talking, waste the time. But I, I get, there's a lot of talk about it lately, but then they're talking about the super majority of 60 and they're connecting that to the filibuster. I guess it's if the Dems don't need a super majority, if they only need 50 votes, then the filibuster is irrelevant. But I, why did I make a note of that? I, just to say I'd be a great filibusterer, filibusterer, because that's what I'm doing on this treadmill. I will have 162 hours of filibustering. So maybe I'll get a job as a politician and say, look at me, I can just talk crap forever without really answering any questions. So, you know, keep me in mind. Uh, what else? I've got pseudocreme on the list. Controversial because people, it actually should be pronounced pseudocreme. It's a zinc oxide ointment. Yeah, I can knock an anecdote or two out of this. Um, and even related to the Camino. So, oh, is BK dragging his sticks? There's a dragging sound. I'll keep it low in the mix anyway. So anyway, pseudo-creme, pseudo-cream. So pseudo-cream, we call it, and everyone in Ireland calls it pseudo-cream. And I'm pretty sure it's manufactured here. And uh, there was, it was in the news a couple of years ago, celebrities were using it. Was it Cheryl Cole or someone to uh, help with their pimples or whatever? They were saying, oh, the pseudo-creme is amazing. We're all thinking, hey, it's pseudo-cream, not pseudo-creme. Anyway, also known as zinc ointment or zinc oxide. So, I bought some on the Camino, the two most useful, well, I don't know, two, mo two useful things on the Camino. Vaseline, which is also called Vaseline in Spain, which is petroleum jelly, right? Put that on your feet and it will help, stop, help you not get ulcers, hopefully. 
Some people also use that as a Moroccan oil or something. I had some of that as well. But this, the Vaseline did the trick. And put some of that, let's face it, on your kind of groin area, just where the chafing might occur. Some say put it on your nipples. That's more for running, I think so. And uh, so anyway, I was using that and it was great, but one day when I walked 45 kilometers trying to catch up with this mysterious woman by the name of Julia from Rome, see, if they make a movie of this, they got them, they're gonna, let's face it, if Hollywood, in the likely event that Hollywood optioned my um, podcast, hey, who's this Julia gal? We got a, got a bit of love interest here, hey? And it's actually, it's a non-story, but hey, for the Hollywood version, <coughs> if they pay me enough, they can do what they like with it. If they pay me enough and I'm played by, who did I say? That guy from La La Land. Um, oh my God, you know the guy. Or Brad Pitt. Hey, you know what, I don't even care who plays me. They pay me top dollar. They can do what they like. So they'll have Julia, the love interest, yeah. See, I think I might, I might write a novel someday about kind of love story on the Camino paths crossing. Don't know if they ever fully meet though. I don't know if they're gonna go full Hollywood on it. But if they wanna go full Hollywood on my story, I'm like, okay, cut me a check for like, you know, $100 million and uh, yeah, you can do what you like. So anyway, I'm really coming across as fickle and materialistic. <sighs> After trying to sound spiritual for so long, oh well, the cat's out of the bag. As they say, Buen Camino, get a bell, two cyclists going the wrong way. Sounds like a joke. What do you call two cyclists going the wrong way on the Camino? Um, I, I don't even have an answer for that. If I did, it'd be rude. So just as well, hey? Pseudocream, pseudocream, I'm calling it. Zinc ointment. So, so I walked 45 kilometers from, I can't remember, somewhere to somewhere. Oh, from that awful place, Nahara, to somewhere 45 kilometers away from there. Never caught up with Julia. Bring out the violins. Play me a few notes. Okay, that's enough. Um, but when I got to that place, my, the, my knees were fine, believe it or not. And the only injury, for want of a better word, I had was chafing on my, uh, I can't think of any other polite way of saying it, on my bum cheeks. That's not rude, is it? So I don't want to keep repeating that word, though, that phrase. So that's, I had chafing on my bum cheeks, okay? Now on day, my early on, day three or four, whatever, I met this German woman, Swiss woman, sorry, a German-speaking Swiss woman. There was a Swiss guy as well. And anyway, she said, oh, she was talking to him in German. She was saying, mein Arsch, like, which is very similar to the rude English word. So her bum was killing her. 
from chafing, but I didn't understand at the time. She was just said, oh my gosh. Anyway, I didn't see her for ages. And then weeks, well, sometime later, shall we say. I'm after walking 45 kilometers, and suddenly when I stop, I realize my arse is killing me from chafing. A previously unknown phenomenon to me. I'm just warning anybody who goes out there, it can happen. After that, I continued using Vaseline on my arse, as well as my groin and uh, my feet. So, um, luckily, I had somehow managed to purchase zinc ointment, aka pseudocreme, pseudocream, zinc oxide, or in America, in CV, CVS, they call it diaper, what do they call it? Diaper uh, cream or something. I have a story about that too coming up. Don't go anywhere, stay tuned. We'll be right back right after these. So, uh, do a couple of American ads quickly. Liberty, 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 liberty. And then what's the other one? We are farmers. Bum, ba -dum, bum, 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 bum. Okay. And we're back. Don't go anywhere. Breaking news. James Finland has a sore bum. Let's go out front. <laughs> You're in the situation room. We have breaking news coming in about an update on James's bum. So anyway, I remember I was limping around this place. People were saying, oh, is it your knees? I was, no, it's my arse. <laughs> oh my God. Really sore chafing, man. Chafing ain't no fun. So I had my Peregrino meal and they gave me, I didn't get a full bottle of wine, but it was a little, you know, what do they call it? What do they call those things? Carafe with, maybe it was quarter liter or something. So it helped, it was enough anyway, just to help anesthetize me. I probably took some ibuprofen as well. Had my meal, wine, water, but I met, who did I meet but the Swiss woman that I had met before. And I was saying to her, oh, I said, my bum is killing me. And she goes, oh, my arse, she was laughing. It's funny that I met her that day, and I said, I know what you're talking about now. But the pseudocreme, pseudocreme, diaper ointment, uh, zinc oxide, zinc ointment, tick as appropriate. Oh my God, it's like something out of, honestly, out of Harry Potter or something. It is complete magic. So, applied a load of that to the um, affected area. And I remember there's a couple of Australian women in the, the dorm with me. Tried to make conversation with one of them. I said, how far have you walked? I don't know. She was rude. Of course I've let go. Of course I'm, I've moved on. No, I was, you know, I, my arse was killing me and I'm trying to be polite. And I get a rude, abrupt answer. I'm like, well, I, in my head, I was like saying all sorts of bad things to her. As you can see, I've moved on. I don't carry grudges. The fact that I still remember it mm -hmm, is, means nothing. I, I forgive her. <laughs> I forgive her. What arrogance. Forgive her for being, not being friendly with me. Oh, poor James. 
she wasn't friendly with me. Uh, and I, I had a sore bum. <laughs> oh, God. I talk. What nonsense I talk. Okay. All I know is pseudocreme, pseudocreme, zinc ointment, plaster it on. Next morning, right as rain. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm telling you, it's, it's Harry Potter stuff. I'd say some of those hardline, hard ba Southern Baptist Christians, you know, the ones that say Harry Potter is satanic. I would tell them, stir clear of pseudocrim. There's something magical going on there, definitely. Um, I have a horrible feeling I could actually get a whole hour at a pseudocrim, which is, uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. It's not the kind of thing you put on your CV, is it? Unless you're applying for a job at Pseudocream Ireland as a salesman. Um, what's my other anecdote? So I was in New York. I went to the uh, Opera House, what do they call it? Metropolitan Opera House, to see an opera God, I keep forgetting the name of it. It's about these nuns during the French Revolution. It's not my favorite opera of the ones I've seen, but going to the Met was great. I had a date, a um, young English woman that I had met in England, then she was moving to Canada, and I said, hey, if I'm in New York, you want to go to catch an opera? So we did that, and it was a fun weekend. Uh, had to cancel the plane to Vegas. We didn't get married. Of course, I didn't book a plane to Vegas. I mean, that's an attempt at humor. Yes. Okay, have we clarified that? Okay. So, um, have some more water here. But I remember, for some reason, I had to buy um, zinc ointment, zinc oxide, AKA, or the brand one I bought in CVS pharmacy was, I'm a real CVS guy for some reason if I'm in the States, because it's kind of like CVS or Walgreens. There's very few kind of, what do they call them, Papa and Ma Mama and Pop stores or whatever they call them, Papa, whatever they call them, small store. It's mainly CVS and Walgreens. So if CVS want to sponsor me, sponsored by CVS uh, diaper ointment for my Narsh. Anyway. For some reason, I had to buy pseudocreme zinc ointment. So I bought the CVS brand diaper ointment. I'm trying to think what it was for. I don't think it was mine arse. It might have been. Anyway, but I just remember thinking, my female friend, my date, if she, like we were sharing an apartment with different rooms, I hastened to, adver uh, to advertise. I hastened to add. Um, Walking through a nice shaded town here. Hopefully, um, BK has arrived. Uh, still got like nine minutes to go. Okay. Oh, Lorca to Estella. Okay. I remember Estella. And I, this was where I went to a hospital, I think, just to get my knees checked. And I met a Mexican woman who had an interesting story. I'll tell that tomorrow, maybe. So we've passed, oh no, the bit with the wine, the tap with wine, I think is maybe the next day. Anyway, 
Yeah, I just remember sharing this apartment in New York in Park Slope, isn't that what they call it in Brooklyn? Anyway, with this uh, English woman and thinking, I hope it w would not be a good look. Because, you know, I had my suitcase open in my room and just thought, yeah, make sure I hide the diaper ointment. I don't know. It's just, you know, diver's watch, yes. That's kind of cool. I didn't have one at the time, but I'd say flaunt your diver watch and hide your diaper ointment. They are my two takeaways for dating women, okay? I'm going to become a dating guru as well as everything else, okay? And I'll have a kind of 10-point checklist. And up near the top will be flaunt your diver watch. And point seven, maybe point two actually, because it is critical, hide your diaper ointment. Well, especially if you don't have kids. If you've got kids, that's okay. She might think that's cute. Yeah, you know. Although, if you're going away with her somewhere, with your diaper ointment and without your kids, no, then hide it. Okay, it's a bit of a complex issue. I might have to, I might have to do a whole chapter on diaper ointment strategy because I forgot about the whole parental aspect. So chapter four, chapter four. What do I do about with my diaper ointment? I'm sure I'll come up with a better title, but it's, it's important, guys. It's really important. Um, it's up there with Farley's Rusks. As I said, I used to, I'm known to eat Farley's Rusks, which is sort of baby biscuits. Uh, hide those first time your lady friend comes to your house for dinner. I would say, uh, if you don't have kids, hide your the Farley's Rusks or whatever baby food of choice that you like to eat. Other brands are available. Liga is another one. I don't know what the brands are in America but you get the gist. And hide your diaper ointment. It's just, if she sees diaper ointment on the first date, it's not, it's not the look, it's not the impression you're trying to make. Unless you have kids and you're gone. Even then, the whole cute dad thing, don't, don't, don't pull that out on day one. We're going under an arch, we're going under an arch. We're in Estella. I stayed in a really big hostel in Estella, I remember that. And I'd, no, I had walked her with this Mexican woman. And then we walked the next day as well. Oh, what was her name? I've got a great story about her. About her doing the Camino twice with her husband. And all sorts of drama in between the two Caminos. Um, to be continued. I'll definitely tell that probably tomorrow. All I'm doing now is, let's see, what time is it? Oh, it's 8.30. Yeah, luckily, I've got to wrap up, shower, be ready for work. Okay. We're near the end. So, yeah. To sum up, flaunt your diver watch, hide your diaper ointment. If there's nothing else you take away from my dating book, I think those are two... two critical points. You will not go wrong if you stick to those. Guys, you know, and also be confident. That's number three. Be confident. I did go on another date where I had a pocket full of 
wet wipes. And I was like, yeah, I definitely want to hide those as well. And I'm not going any more into that story for fear that it might be scatological. I've said way too much, but I would say add your wet wipes as well. You can just package that in with uh, hide your diaper cream. I've given away enough secrets for free. You're gonna have to sign on for my dating course to get more. So BK is looking for his bearings. So yeah, Estella, I went to a hospital here, got my knees checked out. Had to use Google Translate with the doctor, but managed to communicate with her. She was able to confirm that there was no damage, no serious damage, which was great to know because if there was, uh, my Camino would have been over. Would I have been relieved? No, I wouldn't. I was, I was up for it at this stage. It's really only the last week. I mean, I found every morning hor horrendous, but it's really only the last week where I found I was running on fumes and just wanted it to be over. Kind of feeling like that right now, actually. Got three minutes left. I'd say the map's gonna show up any minute. BK is looking for his bearings. So, it's been good and it's been real, but it hasn't been real good. I heard that somewhere. So I thought I'd repeat it. So 3.6 kilometers, okay. Yeah, I won't do four now because this is a shorter walk. How are we doing here? Only about two minutes left. We made it, we made it folks. Well done everyone. Thanks for sticking with me through thick and thin. I won't repeat my salient points. I think I made enough points there about certain ointments and whatnot. Ointments and timepieces. Ointments and timepieces. Maybe that's, that'll be a nice, that'll be my first collection of short stories, ointments and timepieces. No, my second collection, because my first one is called, what was it again? Long matches, tomatoes and long matches, or tomatoes and long matches, as you Americans would say. So, I'm just waiting for this, this is gonna end any second now. And a um, video of his map will come up, and then it'll all be over. Then I can shower and go to work. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. Buen Camino. Let's go out front. You're in the situation room. Just practicing my CNN voices. They got an Irish guy in CNN now. He doesn't have to put on any, uh, any uh, American accent and they love him. He's in there at the big shots. Well done. Name escapes me. Nice to see an Irishman in there doing well. I would enjoy, I'd like to be an anchor for CNN. Oh great, we've gone to Matt's. So he's just tracking his route here. So yeah, I'd like to be an anchor because I'm too lazy for actually running around. I don't want to be a roving reporter. I don't mind the reporting, but the roving bit. I just want to be an anchor on a kind of opinion show. Just kind of doing what I'm doing now, but talking about politics, I guess, which I try to avoid here.
So here we go, BK tracing his route. Lots of pictures, pictures. Okay. Well done. A few hills along the way. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I really have totally run out of things to say. So five hours, 50 minutes he did. Well done. Okay, and it's over. Buen Camino. God bless. See you tomorrow.